Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. The Lord says, this is the kingdom of God. For I came upon the earth, and I did not say church, I said kingdom. So then I gather every tribe and every tongue and every nation. And I do not gather them just in the earth. The Lord says, I gather them in my courtyard. I gather them to my throne, says the Lord. And in my throne, there is not flags, there is only a banner. And I, the Lord, am the banner. So the Lord says, do not forget this. Do not forget this when you go into your work. Do not forget this when you go into another church. Remember that I am the Lord, the God of the kingdom. And I gather all people, all tribes, all tongues of all nations. I breathe on you tonight for you to remember who I am. For as the battle will get fierce, I am the Lord God of the battle. So press in my sons and my daughters. Gather you around the throne of grace and obtain the mercy you need. For I am the Lord that shall provide all things to my children, says the Lord. All right, Mark 16, 14. There it is, right there. It says, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. How about that? God does not just have a word declared, but he watches to see how other people receive it. He's watching to see what other people think. Maybe you weren't the one that gave the prophecy. Or the one that gave the tongue and another an interpretation. But you don't have to be the one to have some responsibility when God is speaking a word. Right? May I remind you God has spoken for decades here that this was going to happen. Amen. Some people marched out. Some people walked away. Some people said this is never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It doesn't mean they're not good people. It doesn't mean that they're not going to heaven. But Jesus will come by and say, wait a minute. Why didn't you believe the word of God that you have heard for decade after decade? Why haven't you believed it? He upbraided them because of their unbelief and their hardness of their heart, because they did not believe them. Amen. In the kingdom, the best posture you can put yourself is in faith. Faith believing. Amen. Believing God. You'll never gain ground in the kingdom with doubt. You'll never gain ground with fear. Amen. 
But, but not only in your own life, but even in the lives of others. Isn't it beautiful when someone else gets a, a prophetic word and the church is able to rejoice with them and to believe with them? Now, I'll tell you something about getting a word. Because I've, I've had a lot of words given to me all my life. And I'll tell you this, they are a whole lot more fun receiving than they are walking out. Huh? <laughs> I tell you, I had prophecies all the way back, you know, before I was a teenager. And so you got to, you get the word and you're all excited. Look at what God's going to do. He's going to do it. I know I'm going to get up on Monday, maybe not Monday, but Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm going to get up and all that God has promised is going to be there. We didn't even know that what God did was announce the starting line. He just announced your beginning. And, and now we got to run the race, right? Now we got to run that race. Brother Dwight, you run that race, right? 49 minutes. Yeah. We had that, that 5K thing going on. And you know, a year ago, I, I would not have even imagined showing up at that place. But you know what? I, I run, walk a 5K, right? Couldn't have done it last year. But I did it this year. Why? Because God is still faithful. Amen. And so don't be afraid that God's not able to fulfill a word. And when you hear a word, respond not with unbelief, not with hardness of heart, right? But receive it as a certainty that is about to happen. Amen. God, the prophets prophesied 2,000 years before Jesus came. Many people said that it was never going to happen, but it did. We have lived nearly 2,000 years or a little over 2,000 years since Christ came. And, and we understand that he's going to come, come again. He's going to come back. How many of you know that a day with the Lord is as 1,000 years and 1,000 years as a day? Right? We can't begrudge Jesus spending two or three days at home before he comes back to get us, right? We just keep on watching. And so Jesus, verse 14, that's the toughest verse I'm going to give you. It's going to get better, all right? Just hang on. And so the 11 sat at meat. He abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And so God's going to keep working on you. You may lay hands on the sick and they recover, but God's still going to work on you. Amen? Uh, you may go ahead and give an extra amount in the offering, but God's still going to work on you. Amen? And so Jesus, after his resurrection, man, he comes in and gives them a whooping. You know? And then he says, you know what? He didn't say, I fire all of you. Get out of my sight. It's not what he said. He said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Do we have any believers in the house? Do we have some believers in the house? These signs shall follow them 
that believe in my name or in my authority shall they cast out devils. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. And they, in my name, this all follows under in my name. They shall take up serpents. Now, he doesn't mean go out to Appalachia go find you some rattlesnakes and, and bring them back and put God to the test. That's not what he's talking about. I believe there's only one proper way to deal with a snake, and that's a hoe. <laughs> Take the head off of that thing. Man, its tail will wiggle and wiggle for a little while, but I know already that head's gone, and it ain't going to do me any harm. Right? And so what do you do? You cut the head off of a snake. You cut, you cut a head off of a, a serpent. Amen? And, and whether they're in the church or in the uh, school you go to or maybe they're at work where you're working, that there's some snakes out there and they're trying to discourage you and they're trying to belittle your faith uh, and they've become a burr under your saddle. But he said, no, 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 no. In my name, you're going, we're going to take up serpents. Hallelujah. And then he said, if they drink any deadly thing, he's not talking about ALH. He said, if they drink any deadly thing, if somebody tries to poison you before your time, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. You know, a lot of people, if they don't get a miracle in two minutes, they give up their faith for a healing. Right? He said, you will pray, you will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Recovery is a process, isn't it? Amen. Oh, I thank God for the miracles. But I thank God for the recoveries too. Amen. It's a process. And God is working that process. He's working that process on me. Amen. I'm believing that every vitamin level that has been zero or out, that God's going to bring it back into regulation. Amen. I believe God's going to strengthen. My lungs are good, but my voice, again, because he's a good God. I've served him longer than I can remember. And I want to tell you, he's a good God. I want to tell you that that God is my father. And I, I praise him. And he reached into my family after my dad was an alcoholic for many, many years. He reached into my family and brought my dad to Jesus Christ. Amen. When I preached his funeral, I was able to know that my father was in heaven. But two years later, I did the funeral for my mother, but I knew that she had gone to heaven. Oh, do you miss them sometimes? Of course I do. Of course. It leaves an empty spot. You know, they're family. And you all know what I'm talking about. But you know what? God's healed them. God has healed them, and we're going to be healed completely. And it says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, uh, he was received up into heaven. And sat at the right hand of, of God. Amen. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Isn't that good? And they, they went forth and they preached everywhere. It's not one word there. It's two words. Every space where. They preached everywhere. Well... I'm way out on the boondocks. That's where. All right. And so they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. 
Isn't that awesome? Now, you may miss just a little subtle thing here. When they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, the book of Acts is filled with what they did, the Acts of the Apostles, the miracles that they did, right? He preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. He wasn't with them. He's in heaven. He ascended before they went. He went to Mount Olives. He went up to the Father. And here this is, this verse comes after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And it says it so casually that we can miss it. Right? It said that after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. He told them what to do. And then he went to the Father. But he didn't go to the Father and receive a new assignment. It was still his assignment to go everywhere that the apostles were going. It was his assignment to work with them. The Lord working with them. He's ascended into heaven and the Lord is still working with them. That means the Lord is still working with us. He's still with us. He is in heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. But that distance in space does not keep him from being ever powerful and able. No matter where you may be working, no matter what circumstance arises, no matter what devil rises out of the ashes, there is a Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of God and he's confirming his word and he's working with the apostles and with the saints of God. He is working with us. Signs and wonders are following and I'm telling you they're about to come back big time. Hallelujah. Big time. They're going to come back. Man, they went everywhere preaching. They went everywhere talking about the miracles of the Lord and what they had seen and they raised up new generations. Amen. Other apostles. Uh, Paul came in as an apostle. Out of season, he said. On his road, uh, the, the road to Damascus. Had all the book smarts of uh, the law of Moses. But he couldn't see. He couldn't see the revelation of the Son of God. Until he was on his way to Damascus to arrest more Christians. More Christians. He wasn't arresting them to give them a bad time. He wasn't arresting them to give them a fine and tell them to close down the church. He was going to bring them back bound and to be tried in Jerusalem where they would be uh, held, beaten, and then martyred for the gospel. That's what Paul was doing. But Paul... See, he didn't understand. Of course, he's still kind of Saul right now, I guess. <laughs> he didn't realize what he was doing, but all of a sudden, suddenly, 
Don't you love suddenlies? I just love suddenlies in the Bible. Anytime you see suddenly in the Bible, you ought to highlight it. Amen. Because I tell you, God is full of suddenlies. So here he's on his way to Damascus, and suddenly a great light appeared unto him, knocked him off of his horse, and he's looking up from the dust, and he says, Who art thou, O Lord? So I don't know who you are, but I can figure out your rank and file. Who are you, Lord? I know that you're Lord. I just don't know who you are as Lord. And, and Jesus says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Amen. And so Jesus knows what's going on in the church. Right? He knows, you know, where things are rolling and going good and, and he's moving there. He knows when the enemy's coming and the enemy's battling. And here, Jesus already off the planet. And here he is, the Lord working with them. And confirming the word with signs following. We are now that generation. This is our time. Our time, my time, is a little bit further than it used to be. Man, when I was a kid, I just wanted to be grown up. Amen. If I had any smarts about me, I would have wanted to stay a kid. All right? Just be a kid a little longer. All right, you 12-year-olds, I know you can't wait to 16. And you 16-year-olds, you can't wait to be 18. And you just go ahead and wish your life away if you want to. But I'm here to tell you, you just might as well enjoy these days because they ain't ever coming back. <laughs> Not in the natural. Uh-uh. No. You keep on charging. I thought I was something at 16 years old. I'm 40 years past 16. Can you believe that? I don't feel that way. I don't know. That's the first time I've ever been 56. <laughs> Do what? Don't preach that way. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to get to 56 to see what it feels like. And I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like the same God that met me when I was preaching in youth group at 16. And the same God that went with me to my first pastorate. And the same God that took me overseas in Africa and India and down to South America. And all of these places we have been on the Indian reservations and all those things. All that I can tell you right now. Amen. The journey gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Your body may not be getting sweeter. Your body may not be getting stronger, but I'm telling you what's on the inside is greater than anything you've ever had. It is time for us to know that we are not alone in this thing. We are not here and God a million miles away in heaven. Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. He is confirming the word of God. He is working miracles. Amen. I've never worked a miracle. I've laid hands on somebody and I've seen God work the miracle, but I've never worked a miracle. Amen. I never saved somebody. I've been there where thousands and thousands of people have been saved, but I didn't save them. God saved them. Oh, but I was glad I was there. Amen. This thing is right. This thing is real. Jesus was, Jesus is, and Jesus always will be. Amen. No matter what your time is, he is there to confirm the word. And where the word is confirmed, signs will follow those words. Amen. We need to become discontent without miracles. 
discontent without signs and wonders. Amen. If there's no signs and no wonders, we need to put it back into gear. Look a little bit. Maybe we're not, maybe we're not working. Huh? Huh? Maybe, maybe they're not working. Maybe you're taking a little vacation, taking a little break. Huh? He said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new languages, new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, what if that's not happening? Then you and God need to set an appointment. And let me tell you something. It's a whole lot wiser for you to set the appointment than for you to wait for him to set the appointment. Because <laughs> sometimes we get in that mode that we just think everything's okay and God's up there saying, listen, I'm going to give them a little bit more time to get this thing straightened back up. Get them back on the path here and get them where they're needing to go. This isn't religion. This isn't something that we do to pass time. This isn't something that we do to make a living. Amen. I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And I make a good living. I'm very grateful. But it ain't worth it. Uh, it, it cannot be about that. It cannot be about the title. It cannot be about you're this and you're that. Amen. Listen, we're nothing and he's everything. We're nobody and he's everybody. He's the one that is with us. And you know what? In his eyes, we're not nothing. We're his children and we're his laborers. And we're the ones working his fields. And here even out of the, out of the whole uh, universe, you know, out of the skies of this whole world. There the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word with signs following. So what if I'm preaching and teaching and there's no signs? Check your words. Check your words. It's easy to drift into some philosophy. Huh? <laughs> once, once you get that degree, it's easy to kind of work in a little bit of that that. that uh, master's degree thing, you know. And I, I worked hard for that, man. I, I had to write those papers. I didn't mind writing papers. I just didn't like writing them the way they told us to write them. Right? I mean, everything had to be just right. But it's good for discipline. It's good to do that. Amen. But if you think that you're A plus at Life Christian University means that you can tell Jesus, hey, you take a little vacation, buddy, I got this. No, 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 you better not do that. <laughs> but we don't have to do that because he, he, he worked with them, and he's going to work with you. He's going to work with you. When I mess up, get up. Get up. I've said that for decades. Mess up, get up, mess up, fess up, get up. If you mess up, fess up, then get up. Confess your sins before God. He already knows them. He just wants to know that you know them. <laughs> he can help you there. He can help you there. But if you want to uh, kind of make it like it's not there, then it gets a little more serious. Right? 
Oh, some people say, I just, I wouldn't even mind for the Lord just to chastise me just every week. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Mercy sakes, how, how childish of us if we need a whooping every week. <laughs> let's just, let's just grow. Let's just grow. Let's grow in the word. Let's keep our faith. Let's tell everybody about our faith. Just let God work with you. Amen? Jesus, they went and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. He went everywhere they went. Go somewhere in the kingdom. Go somewhere in the kingdom. If you'll go somewhere in the kingdom, he will go with you. Amen, Evie Kate. Hallelujah. Brother and sister, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Bless the name of our Lord God. There's still a Savior. There's still signs and wonders. There's still doctor's reports being turned around. Hallelujah. Y'all know I went through a long season of sickness, and they searched me for cancer uh, because of everything. I mean, I was so weak. I didn't know my name for a while. Everything was off kilter. And and only thing they could find was I had no vitamin D. None. No vitamin D. And, and the symptoms of that was greater. I'm not so sure that that's all that was there. I just think that's all that God allowed them to fix. Because I just have a feeling that he reached in, in and began to fix this, fix this old guy here, you know, this middle-aged man here. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I tell you, I love God. I love his people. But he loves you more. Won't you stand with me tonight? Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.